saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News right. with Trey Ware. You know, I think everyone should listen to Now on FM 107. Let's go get it, son. Get it. 507 at KTSA. Good morning. There's Jimmy, there's Don, there's Elaine, and there you are. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. The moon, wow. The moon, wow. Yikes on Saturday and Sunday, and again today, the moon. Mm. It's a, I think it's called a waning gibbous. So go out and look at your waning gibbous this morning. It's in the sky. Storms and rain on Friday. Sure did mess up some high school football games. They got wet, and there was uh, lots of lightning delays and all that kind of stuff. Hey, thanks to everybody who's been reaching out to me. They heard me yesterday on the River City Community Church broadcast. Did an interview, and Baron and Sean Azaro and those guys are wonderful people, and uh, I had a really good time doing that interview, so it was fun. Um, let's dive right into the news this morning, and you're welcome to be a part of the show. As always, 210-599-5555 as we get a Monday kicked off around here. Border sheriffs slamming the D.C. mayor and officials for declaring emergency over migrant buses, saying that the people in D.C. and New York and Chicago haven't seen anything yet. Oh, by the way, there's rumors going around that Abbott is about to start sending buses to Philadelphia. They've seen nothing. They're not a border town. They don't know what a border town is, said Goliad County, Texas Sheriff Roy Board, uh, Boyd, telling Fox News Digital. Uh, now, he's been on this show, and he's uh, talked before, Sheriff Boyd has talked before, about how it's all enslavement. It's human trafficking, and the government's involved in human trafficking. And I've said it from the very beginning. And Joe Biden is demanding more money to increase his human trafficking operation. Washington, D.C. Mayor Mario Bowser on Thursday declared a public emergency, and that move is creating an office of migrant services to provide migrants with accommodations like health care, transportation, place to sleep, and lots and lots of money. A D.C. council member, of course, we told you last week, said the governors of Texas and Arizona have turned us into a border town. And I came up with the slogan, Don't Del Rio, my D.C. <laughs> Don't Del Rio, my D.C. What are all these brown people doing up here? Oh, my God, they don't speak English. How awful it is to be where all these illegal aliens are in D.C. and New York and now Chicago. Texas has sent less than 10,000 illegal immigrants to Washington. The Border Patrol has so far encountered more than 2 million illegal immigrants this fiscal year. Monthly encounters are about 200,000. All a bunch of political grandstanding, of course, getting themselves some attention, squeezing a little bit of money out of the federal government for their coffers. According to Boyd, if they want to see what it looks like, they can come down here. No, they refuse to. They send a delegation down here, but they won't come. Nah. A retired Texas Sheriff Clint McDonald, the executive director of the Southwestern Border Sheriff's Coalition, says the sheriffs on the border right now are living this every single day. They've been criticized for asking for help with what they're going through. And now the major cities are starting to feel the pressure, and they're asking for help. That's right. But they're not feeling anything compared to what our guys go through every single day. Thompson went on to say they're overwhelmed trying to bring dead bodies and the remains of illegal aliens that are found in the desert. More died this weekend trying to get across the river. 
Others were rescued by our guys and plucked out of the river and saved. Thompson went on to say they are overwhelmed, meaning our border guys are overwhelmed with crime response. They're overwhelmed with just the sheer magnitude of the things that need to happen to care for all these people. Well, that's true, but they really don't care in D.C. In fact, Kamala says the border is secure, that there's not a problem down at the border. Now, Border Patrol yesterday seized a record-breaking $12 million in meth in Del Rio at the port of entry, the largest seizure of meth in the border port's history. 320 packages, 1,337 pounds of crystal meth inside a tractor trailer. A dog sniffed it out. The drugs carry an estimated street value of about $12 million. And Joe Biden is now demanding more money from you and me to continue working on this human trafficking operation. Uh-huh. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. I'll explain it in just a second. He wants another $5 billion up front to bus, fly, house, and feed and give money to as they come into the American working places and, and, uh, and housing, accelerating the federal cheap labor distribution network that a lot of these politicians are all about. So he wants a short-term continuing resolution. They sent it over uh, to Congress over the weekend to spend billions of dollars on Democrat priorities, including $12 billion, another $12 billion for Ukraine. That's on top of the, what was it, $16 billion last week and the $40 billion the week before. So you're up to... I would guess well over a hundred billion dollars of your money that's gone into Ukraine with no oversight, <laughs> nobody checking it out, nobody knowing what's going on, just money being poured into Ukraine, one of the most corrupt countries in the history of the world, with direct ties to the Biden family, corrupt ties to the Biden family. So, you know, we can be stupid about this and sit back and watch him pour money into Ukraine and not have oversight. We can be stupid about it. Or we can hunt for Red November and make some change and do some investigations and find out why he's sending all this money to Ukraine. Well, of course it's a war. Uh-huh. But his corrupt family ties to Ukraine, you at least would like to find out where the money's going, wouldn't you? I mean, it's a sweet deal if you can get it. Ha! <laughs> $1.8 billion is is what he wants immediately as the handoff from the drug cartels and the uh, coyotes to federal agencies. So when you hear me say our federal government is involved in human trafficking, that's it right there. Your hard-earned taxpayer dollars go immediately to take these folks from the cartels and from the coyotes as they hand them over. It's called a handoff. So that now we can send them to their sponsors and employers throughout the United States and pay for their food and their housing and their health care and provide cash and medical assistance and support services. That's what was in the document from the White House over to Congress in the demand for more of this money to continue the human trafficking operation. There's one way for the human trafficking operation to stop, folks. A couple of ways. Secure the border and cut off the funding for it. Secure the border and cut off the funding. So that you need you you got to have Republicans. You, 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 the Democrats have to lose because if the Demo, if the Democrats win in November, they're going to continue to do this and they're going to you know do more of it. It's just that's the way they are. So they want to continue to spend more billions of your dollars being involved in human trafficking with the cartel. They're in bed with the cartels and in bed with with the uh, coyotes. They will not secure the border. And they will not cut off funding for this human trafficking operation. Since Joe Biden's inauguration, at least 3 million illegal immigrants have crossed the southern border. 
That's about one illegal immigrant for every two Americans who turned 18 in 2021 and 2022. Reducing, of course, American wages, workplace automation, increasing that as well. Now, the redirected funds, 850, they're, what they're doing, by the way, f- for right now to pay for the U.S.'s involvement in human trafficking, funded by quietly, not telling anybody, but quietly transferring money from other federal programs. So they're, they're robbing from other federal programs that go to U.S. citizens, and they're paying for the buses and the nonprofit shelters to smuggle the illegal immigrants into the country, according to Politico. Politico is a left-wing uh, blog, and they're pointing it out. They're proud of it on the left. The Democrats, they're proud of this. Quote, the redirected funds include $850 million that Congress originally allocated to rebuild the strategic national stockpile. So they were going to rebuild the strategic national stockpile, but Biden raided $850 million out of that. That's the emergency medical reserve strained by the COVID-19 response. That's like, you know, mask and all the PPE type stuff that our guys and gals have to wear that was emptied out. Another $850 million being taken from a pot intended to help expand coronavirus testing. So they're rating now the, the, the funds that are meant to rebuild after COVID-19. They're taking all that money. And they're spending it to resettle the United States of America with third world individuals, giving them the jobs of United States citizens to lower the cost of labor in our country, which will lower your salary as well and mine too. That's the intent. You have the haves and the have-nots, the haves and the have-nots. Biden and his cronies are the haves, along with Hunter and all those people. And you and I will we'll become the have-nots. Our children and grandchildren become the have-nots. That's what they're working on right now in the country. So you're dealing with some really incredibly uh, evil people in Washington, D.C. right now. Caller Steve said it best last Friday when he called them evil. And they are. A group of House Democrats on Friday called on Congress to provide $50 million in federal funding to house and food, uh, feed illegal immigrants bus to northern cities from Texas and Arizona. Because D.C. and New York has been whining about not having money to deal with illegal aliens up there. And they refused to come down to the border here. Well, the very fragile Dak Prescott was injured last night, but that's a, a, a mercy uh, injury because his performance was horrendous last night, whereas the Dallas Cowboys took on the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. And uh, I don't know, he ought to be pretty embarrassed about this one because he was hurt. His thumb got broke up here by the top knuckle, you know, up there. That's where it's broken after he hit the hand of another player. <sighs> Yesterday was 9-11, of course. Jets fans joined in singing the national anthem with the New York uh, Police Department, and we're going to play that for you here in just a little while. But it didn't take the Democrats long to equate 9-11 with January 6th and to say that January 6th was worse than 9-11. The Democrats... Yesterday, January 6th, worse than 9-11. We'll tell you more about that coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Right on. Let's rock this town. Well, it's 522, Trey Ware, KTSA. It's a Monday, 210-599-5555. It is the uh, 12th. 
Uh, yesterday, of course, was obviously the 11th, and Democrats didn't take them long to take the uh, discussion about 9-11 all the way to January 6th and equating, uh, even in some instances, saying that uh, January 6th was worse than 9-11. Look, they're evil people, right? It's the bottom line. They're evil people. You can't deal with them. I'm talking about the current crop that are running the show right now. You can't deal with them. They are hell-bent. They have a they have a, a bloodthirst for power and of control of our, uh, other people's lives. That's what they're working on, to control your life and mine and to bring down the standards uh, of living and everything else in the United States. And they're, they've got a plan. They're working that plan right now. Uh, and, and, of course, when it comes to the border, Kamala on television yesterday was saying it's all Trump's fault. No, no, no. What you see at the border with all these people coming across, bringing disease, by the way, have you seen that there was a, a declaration of emergency in New York over polio? Yeah, we'll talk about that coming up. 21st anniversary of 9-11 yesterday, American Senator Mark Warner, Democrat from Virginia, invoked the January 6th Capitol riot. He was on CBS News Face the Nation comparing the terrorist attacks September 11th, which 3,000 Americans died, to the Capitol riot on January 6, 2021. He said the nation needs to recapture the unity of spirit felt on 9-11 to counter the election deniers of January 6. He said, quote, the stunning thing to me is here we are 20 years later, and the attack on the symbol of our democracy was not coming from terrorists, but it came from literally insurgents inside our country attacking the Capitol on January 6. You see, what they believe is January 6th, is the worst thing that's ever happened to the United States of America. A, a, a giant selfie. Um, a, a, a big time for these guys to go inside and take pictures in their buffalo hats. Warner was not alone. Meet the Press host Chuck Todd opened his show yesterday by saying, quote, today is September 11th. It was 21 years ago. We were attacked by foreign terrorists. Not quite 20 years after 9-11, the Capitol came after under attack from domestic terrorists. <clears throat> Incredible. The loss of any kind of decorum, any kind of rational thought, the psychosis that has taken over the Democrat left. and uh, Psychosis. It, it is a deep psychosis that they, the Democrat left in our country are suffering from. 21 years since terror attacks of 9-11, then the terror attacks of 1-6. Politics uh, Politics USA Editor-in-Chief Sarah Reese Jones wrote on Twitter, defending this country from attacks foreign and domestic should never be divisive. September 11th was a terrorist attack. January 6th was a terrorist attack, said CNN, MSNBC, Tristan Snell. So what happened on 9-11 is the same or not as bad for the Democrats as what happened on January 6th. So when I talk about a deep psychosis, a, a, a break with reality that the Democrats have had, that's what I'm talking about right there. They've had a break with reality. They don't even have a standard of reality that they can attach themselves to anymore. When you call what happened to the Capitol worse than what happened on January 6th, you've had a break with reality. You're, you're not living in the real world. Your, your mind, you have literally lost your mind. 
And we're dealing with people from Chuck Todd to Mark Warner, people in very powerful positions, to these people that appear on MSNBC and CNN to influence the thinking of people. And they've had serious breaks with reality. Some of them might need to be institutionalized. I don't know. But it's just absolutely nuts what these people are thinking. Now, what is the Pentagon thinking? You know, we've talked a lot. We had a big story last week how the Pentagon is not meeting its recruiting requirements. Remember that story we did last week? How they're fighting to try to meet their recruiting requirements, and it's not they're going to be all you know shy again this year, and they're trying to figure out what they can do to encourage more people to sign up, and they're having a hard time getting young people to sign up, and the sense of duty and the sense of honor and all that stuff has gone by the wayside, and now what do we do, and how do we fill these spots, and how do we get the recruiting job done? Well, over the weekend, I think they're they're taking a new tact at trying to secure recruiting and, and, and up recruiting for our for our services. Yeah, exactly. They're talking money, Jimmy. That's exactly right. They're talking money. This is the sergeant major of the Army, Michael Grinston. He directs the Army soldiers and their families to apply for food stamps, apply for SNAP. He says, you're not making enough money here in the Army, so what we want you to do is apply for welfare. <laughs> for for some reason i don't think this is going to help them in their attempt to up recruiting here's the quote with inflation affecting everything from gas prices to groceries to rent some soldiers and their families are finding it harder to get by on the budgets they've set and used before this is from grinston writing to uh, the recruiters SNAP is a U.S. government program that provides benefits to low-income individuals and families via electronic benefits transfer card. can be used like a debit card. Service members and their families just might be eligible. I mean, think about that for a minute. They're trying to recruit people and encourage young people to get into the services, but they're also telling them, you're, you're not going to make enough money to eat, so you're going to have to go on welfare. Joining the military means going on welfare that's the army saying that the guy in charge (laughs) top command dude (laughs) joining the services means going now that's just sick and sorry and that's just horrible the way we're treating these people right i mean we treat uh, veterans like stink we don't take care of our veterans but we don't take care of our enlisted either they don't give them enough to eat folks and yet somehow somehow folks (coughs) hang in there keith somehow it's okay to send 40, 50, 80, 100 billion dollars to Ukraine, but our own guys have to go on welfare. Now explain that one to me. All right, Keith, happy Monday. You're on KTSA. Hey, Dan, Trey. How you doing? I'm doing well. Can Thank you, you sir. Yeah, I got you. Go ahead. Okay. Listen, uh, last week I was listening to Lars Larson the other night. Yep. And uh, he was talking about the voter registration uh you know, they're already into this. They're already trying to cheat the Democrats. Yeah. In Georgia and other, there's like two other states, I believe. You know, it's supposed to be a fair election, and they've been trying to nah. change this. Nah. They, uh, now nah, listen. Yeah. They, uh, the Democrats, they put 57 Democrats in there and only six or seven Republicans mm-hmm. on the, uh, mm-hmm. uh forget what the hell you call it but anyway yep no exactly right i mean they've been working at this for a long time if you want to do an interesting little deep dive into that just google and read about what barack obama and uh eric uh, holder have been working on 
since uh, the last election. They've got an army of folks ready to roll in and influence the polls for the Democrats. Thank you, Keith. Appreciate it. Back in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Ooh, baby. Wake yourself up. Do not hit snooze. Both feet on the floor. Come on. Let's go. We got to get another week on the way. It is uh, 9 12 22. 538 Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. Right before the news, we were talking about how the Pentagon is now telling the the folks in our services <laughs> that yeah, we realize that you can't put food on the table because of all this inflation that's going on. Gas prices are high. Food prices are high. The prices of everything is high because of gas prices being high in the Biden-created uh, energy crisis that's going on. Let's raise the price of everything. Food is just astronomical. And, and a lot of people in our military not making squat. Uh, entry level in the Army is right around 21,000, they say. This is Pentagon numbers, not mine. So the Pentagon, in fact, if you want to look it up, his name is Sergeant Major of the Army, Michael Grinston says, we know, but the, the answer to that is to go on welfare. So is that the answer? Do, do you think the answer for our military members, men and women, and many of them have families, we have terrible recruiting rates, right? We're, the recruitment is way down. We've, we've done a, a, dozens of stories on how recruiting is just way, way off. Nobody wants to sign up anymore. Nobody wants to be in our military anymore. And uh, they complain about that all the time over at the Pentagon. And, and, and rightfully so. It's kind of hard, you know, to keep your country safe when you can't get anybody to come do the job. Uh, but now the answer is you guys need to sign up for welfare. You need to go on SNAP and you need to get food stamps, which is basically a debit card that you can use. This is them. This is what they're the, – the people over at the Pentagon are telling recruits and others in the military having a hard time uh, meeting their goals, meeting, buying food. I want to point out a couple of things real quick. Every single month, this administration spends billions of dollars on human trafficking, bringing illegal aliens into the United States. Billions bringing illegal aliens into the country. Every week, every day, this administration spends billions fighting a war in Ukraine. Money, as I pointed out before, that has no oversight to it. It just comes out of your butt and, and goes right to Joe Biden's hands, and he sends it over to Ukraine. Now, one thing about that that I keep talking about is without any oversight, we know we know Ukraine has been corrupt for many, many years. Many years. Watch the Oliver Stone documentary. You'll know. And we know that the Bidens have had corrupt connections into Ukraine. So nobody's checking to see where that money is going once it makes it into Ukraine. Nobody's doing any follow-up. Nobody's doing any oversight. There's no finding out what's going on. But in relation to this story coming out of the Pentagon, where we are telling our service members to go on to welfare and food stamps in order to buy groceries for the babies, while we're sending billions to Ukraine and spending billions to bring illegal aliens into the United States. I would like somebody from the left, a Joe Biden supporter, to call me right now at 210-599-5555 and explain to me how that makes any sense at all. 
how we can send billions of dollars to Ukraine and we can spend billions of dollars to resettle our own country out from beneath our own feet and the feet of those who fight and die to defend our country. And we can't even pay the ones that are doing the fighting. We can't even pay the one or no 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 we can we won't even pay the ones that we're trying to get in here to do the job in our armed services why is that why why do you think democrats are doing that and and how does that make any sense two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five come on biden supporters where are you we're heard around the world right now and you've got to be some biden supporters out there where are you to stand up and defend that kind of action and that kind of program from this administration the actions that they're taking right now, I, I know they have all new woke policies at the Pentagon. It's all about white supremacy is bad, and we got to teach CRT, and the, the secretary has said it over and over again. The biggest problem he has is white supremacy that he has to deal with in the military. It's not fighting foreign wars. It's not protecting our country. <clears throat> he has to, you know, deal with January 6th. That's the biggest problem. What he said, Lloyd Austin said that, not me. But my question is, how do we justify, how do they justify spending billions of dollars the way they do? It makes no sense at all. And, and that's just two programs that are total waste, right? Two programs that are total waste. Bringing illegal aliens into the country and sending all this money to Ukraine. But we don't even pay our guys enough to buy food for their babies. All right, so the Express News asked the question, Trump Elementary, huh? Comal ISD is mulling nominees for new school names. They got three new schools coming to Comal, a naming committee made up of representatives from each of the incoming campuses, going to give the school board two or three recommendations, says the Express News, and the board will vote on the names September 19th. That's next Monday. The final decision, fully up to the board, said Steve Stanford from the uh, school district. Nominations for the middle school eight, that's near Highway 281 and, and 1863, include Donald Trump and Barack Obama. Trump got another one for, let's see here, elementary school 19, located at 46 south of I-35. You're crazy if you think they're going to name a school after Donald Trump. In, in the public school system, you crazy. Barack Obama, yes. Yes. Unless they name it, unless the middle school is called We Hate Trump Middle School. <laughs> Visa making big moves over the weekend, and if you buy guns, you're going to want to hear about this. And in California, a 13-year-old has been arrested, and a person, a, a, you know, somebody involved in a school there, uh, like a, I guess it was a, a, a supervisor, school supervisor, so that's the same thing as a principal or whatever, in the hospital. So I'll tell you that story coming back. And the Pledge of Allegiance coming up as well. Trey Ware, KTSA. Give me some candy. That's what I want. Helps me get my Monday started, don't you know? That's that uh, great English man that's been around for years called Bow Wow Wow. Rough. They got a rough job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bow Wow Wow. Will Republicans move their agenda rollout? It's supposed to happen a week from today, September 19th. That's the day of the Queen's funeral. I don't know that I'd be rolling out my agenda on the day of the Queen's funeral because ain't nobody going to pay any attention to what you got to say. <laughs> I think I would probably move it. Move it to a different day. You should have done it already, Republicans. You're a day late and a dollar short, as usual. 
but uh, whatever. Get the get your agenda out for you know the midterms. And if you uh, if you're still going to do it next Monday, nobody's going to hear about it. So just letting you know. Think ahead, guys. Think ahead. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, Don's talking about this story out of Tesla and them uh, wanting to open up a lithium hydroxide plant down near Corpus Christi. Um, you might want to do a little investigative research on your own and Google it and spend a little time reading about lithium hydroxide because you're going to be driving a car powered by lithium hydroxide, but if you breathe it, you could die. So you might want to check into that a little bit. And if they're going to be building the plant down near Corpus Christi, those of you who live near Corpus Christi, you might want to read a little bit about uh, lithium. I, I don't know if there's a Aaron Brockovich that lives down there or not, but you're probably going to need one before it's all over with. Oh, man, they think that they're saving the world from this evil oil stuff, right? Oh, oil's horrible. Now they're going to strip mine countries. I mean, just totally rape the land of these countries to build these batteries that they're going to have to throw into a big pile somewhere. And, you know, 200 years from now, the people alive then are going to find these piles of batteries everywhere when they crap out and your car can't go anywhere. And it's just the biggest, it's the biggest ripoff. All of this is is taking money away from the oil and gas industry and shuffling it over to the uh, electric vehicle industry because the electric vehicle industry is paying more right now into the pockets of the politicians. U.S. national debt, $31 trillion and counting. President Biden boasting about dramatic drops in the uh, annual budget deficit. Well, in 2020, when COVID led to a sharp economic downturn and a dramatic spike in new federal spending, the government spent a record high, $3.1 trillion more than revenue that came in to deal with COVID. And Biden says, I reduced the deficit $350 billion. No, we didn't do squat. He's spending more than any administration in history, floating the largest tax increase in history with 87,000 IRS agents to collect that largest tax increase in history. Meanwhile, if you are interested in the Second Amendment, protecting the Second Amendment, Democrats, including Elizabeth Warren and others, are blaming credit cards for all the shootings that go on in our world. It's credit cards' fault. It's never the fault of the guy, the gangbanger who takes the gun, or the, or the messed up kid that takes the gun and goes into a school and shoots a bunch of shots. It's never their fault. Have you ever noticed that? As far as the evil Democrats are concerned, it's never the fault of the shooter. The shooter did no wrong. The shooter's a victim, you understand. The shooter's a victim. So they've been pressuring credit card companies by blaming credit card companies for the shootings. The Democrats, the evil Democrats. They're blaming credit card companies. It's a fault of the credit card companies. So... Visa, rather than be connected with shootings the way the evil Democrats are doing, Visa announced on Saturday that they are going to separately categorize firearm purchases at gun stores. This is a big win for gun control activists. They have encouraged this decision, saying it's going to allow for tracking of gun sales. Um, Of course, eroding the rights of law-abiding citizens one one, uh, transaction at a time, because eventually the move is going to be you shouldn't fund it at all. You should not allow anybody to buy guns with a credit card. And the pressure is going to come now that now that the sharks, the evil Democrats, have have smelled blood in the water. That's exactly what they're going to start doing. They're going to continue to to ratchet that up. Never mind the fact that somebody will put a down payment on a car on a credit card and go buy a car, get wasted, drive the car, and kill people driving the car um, at 130 miles an hour in in California. The one that's, you know, the story that's out right now where this uh, nurse drove 130 miles an hour, ran through the intersection, killed six people. 
Um, no, that's not the fault. You know, that that's not a problem. That's okay. But if you use your credit card to buy a gun, now the credit card company is responsible for that. The credit card company. I mean, they they have no sense. When you hear me say that evil Democrats have a break with reality, they have completely lost their minds, and they they are totally out of touch with reality. That's an example of what I'm talking about. And they're gonna make they're gonna do more. In fact, um, Kamala Harris was on television yesterday with Chuck Todd. She, the first thing she said was the border is secure. She might want to ask Mario Bowser and Eric Adams and, and Lori Lightfoot if the border is secure. This is the border czar. This is Joe Biden's border czar saying the border is secure on national television yesterday with Chuck Todd on his show. The border is secure, she said. Now, she's either lying or she's totally insane, or she was really wasted yesterday. Those are your choices. Because the border is not secure, and we all know the border is not secure. And now, Democrat mayors are learning, bit by bit, piece by piece, that the border is not secure. But the other thing that she said, last week, if you were here, you might remember I told you that Joe Biden has already announced the new agenda for for him, if the Democrats win and retain power of, of uh, you know control of both houses of Congress, he's going to expand gun confiscation and gun control. Remember that when he was talking about that, some of the agenda items that they plan on doing, they're already out there talking their agenda. Republicans, you got to you better catch up. But their agenda includes expanding gun control and gun confiscation. But yesterday, Kamala said their agenda will be to make abortion. Abortion, the law of the land in America, that's a big, big issue for the far left, and fund it using taxpayer dollars, free abortion, and federalizing all elections with control in Washington, D.C., where the swamp would control your vote. Now, do you trust the people in Washington, D.C., to be honest with your vote, that if you cast the vote here for a Republican, that in Washington, D.C., if they're controlling the vote up there, that it will be actually be registered as a Republican? No, I do not. But that's what they say their agenda is, to federalize all elections, make abortion free, cheap, easy, and uh, available all across the country, and expand gun control. That's the Democrats' agenda so far. They've got more that they're going to continue to do. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. One. So much to see, so much to do, and so much to talk about this morning. It is 6.07. It is the 12th of September. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware here, KTSA, with Don and Jimmy and Elaine. And your phone calls at 210-599-5555. Going to be a great couple of days weather-wise, primarily because the humidity is going to be low. Temperatures still going to be in the mid-90s. We're still going to be dealing with you know very warm temperatures, but it's going to feel better at least for two days here to start off the week because humidity is, is way down. Those dew points now are down in the 60s, which means good. It, it really, really nice outside. All right, let me dive into some of these stories, and it's a hodgepodge of things that are going on this morning to start off your week. First of all, I think it's rich, first of all, that the, the uh, Vice President Kamler is on television saying, we have a secure border. Our border is secure. When at, at this very moment, as we speak, the Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot, is bussing the illegal aliens that we're sending to her. She's bussing them to cities around Chicago. <laughs> She's getting the illegal aliens out of Chicago as quick as she can. Wait a minute, ma'am. 
Beetlejuice, I thought you loved illegal ladies. Remember when you said you were a sanctuary city? And that you were open to having these buses come there? And that you wanted these people there? Then why are you immediately putting them on buses and shifting them out to cities around Chicago? Why aren't you keeping them in Chicago and showing them all the love in the world and taking care of them? What's wrong? What's the deal? All right, uh, to the Queens thing, because it's all Queens stuff right now as far as the international news is concerned. CNN's Christian Amanpour is demanding that King Charles III offer reparations and justice in the wake of Black Lives Matter, of course. The leftist sharks are in the water, and all they want is something for nothing. Money for nothing and your chicks for free. So they want him now, Charles III, to give reparations in the light of uh, Black Lives Matter. So... A reporter is now demanding. Demanding on CNN, demanding that you the king oh, do reparations. Of course, it. Yeah, that's how it goes. Uh, by the way, when he was speaking, when King Charles accession to the throne in Edinburgh, Scotland, yesterday, when he was speaking, a 22-year-old woman was holding a sign that read, "Abolish the monarchy." She was cuffed. Breach of peace is the charge. She was taken to jail. For holding a sign up. Now, if you don't think that can happen here, I'm going to explain something to you in a couple of seconds. But let me get Daniel's call in here to start off this hour. Daniel, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead. Hey, sir. I was just calling because I wanted to speak on the uh, military pay. Yeah. I just got out. I got out in June, actually. And uh, now I'm truck driving. But, man... When the gas prices went up, you could barely do anything. Like I'm looking at my last pay stub from the army, and it was 1,300. And I had two kids, a wife. We could barely find any formula on the uh, the shelves at any store. Uh, yeah, there was nothing that could help us. We tried applying for WIC. They said we ma- we made too much. Uh, we tried applying for food stamps. They said we w- we still made too much. And uh, yeah, I was just like, man, this is not it. And I was going to try to do my 20 and retire, but I just did my three years, got out, and now I'm making what I made in the Army a week. A week. A week. You know, Daniel, I I appreciate you calling and and backing us up. Uh, If people are just now waking up here, just now tuning in, I appreciate your call, Daniel. Have a good day. Um, Let me explain what he's talking about. The Pentagon over the weekend uh, issued, a, a, I guess, a memo. Uh, to members of the military who can't pay the inflated prices now because of uh, Joe Biden's uh, created energy crisis in America that's driven the price of everything up, right? Because when the price of gasoline or diesel goes up, the price of everything goes up because we're uh, an oil-based economy and always have been. That's what's made us so successful and free, by the way. So the price of everything, food, diapers, like he was saying, you can't even get formula, but when you can, it's super expensive. And so members of our military can't make ends meet. They're not making enough money. So the Pentagon said to our members of our military, if you're having a hard time making ends meet, go apply for welfare. That was their answer for it. Go apply for welfare. And in some cases, they're barely making too much to get on welfare. But go get on SNAP. Go get on welfare. That was the Pentagon's answer. So let me just say two things about that quickly if you're just now tuning in. I said this earlier this morning. That number one, uh, it's, you know, that's just ridiculous when they're talking about When they're moaning and crying the blues at the Pentagon, we can't meet our recruiting goals. We can't get anybody to come serve. Well, of course you can't. 
You know, who wants to serve that? That's the first thing. Second thing is, it is an awful commentary on today's military and today's politicians in D.C. When we're spending billions of dollars a day to reset line one there, Jimmy. Line one, thank you. We're spending billions of dollars a day to resettle the United States with a bunch of illegal aliens coming in from third world countries. And number two, when we're spending billions of dollars in Ukraine that is unaccounted for with no oversight. And we know Ukraine has been a corrupt country for many, many years. Watch the Oliver Stone documentary. It'll tell you what you need to know about how how absolutely um, you, corrupt Ukraine is. And yet, and, and and with corrupt ties to the Biden family, and yet we're we're going to spend. We have already spent uh, almost a hundred billion in Ukraine on this war alone, not to mention all the armaments and everything else that we have sent over there. And we can't even pay our own guys enough to put food on the table. And I have I've put the call out over and over again publicly. For any Democrat who supports Joe Biden to call and justify that kind of thing, and not a one. Because it's unjustifiable. You can't, can you? You liberal Democrats who support Joe Biden, you can't back that one up, can you? Why we're sending all this money to Ukraine, why we're using all this money to resettle our country with people from third world nations and giving them cash and giving them health care and giving them food and giving them a place to live. And our own members of our own military can't even buy food to put on a table and the answer from the pentagon is we'll sign up for welfare ralph go ahead you're on ktsa good morning to you morning jack if i remember correctly back in the 70s the same sort of thing occurred where military members had to go on government assistance to be able to afford to feed their families in commonly right that's right that's exactly right and so here we are again facing that again I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You're right. Back during the Jimmy Carter years, and we had helicopters and everything crashing because the parts were all old and worn out because they weren't taking care of our military. Uh, thank you, Bob. Appreciate the call, Henry. <laughs> Have a good day. 615. Now, back to the woman holding the sign up at King Charles III inauguration. The, the sign said, abolish the monarchy and she was arrested and taken to jail now you may say right now well that's over there that that kind of thing happens that's why we love our country because we have the opportunity to be free and speak freely we have free speech here they don't over there another story this one out of hong kong from the associated press a hong kong court sent its five speech therapists to two years in prison Saturday for their role in the publication of children's books deemed seditious. Deemed seditious by the authorities. The penalties are the latest sign of China's hard line against free speech, says the Associated Press, and any sign of political opposition in the city following the 2019 anti-government protest. Beijing responded to the months-long demonstrations by imposing a sweeping national security law and disqualifying, imprisoning, or silencing political opponents, many of whom have sought asylum abroad. Hong Kong authorities have purged and imprisoned politicians and teachers associated with the pro-democracy camp. They've shut down newspapers and pulled publications and artwork seen as critical of the Communist Party, which brooks no opposition, says the Associated Press. Now, again, that's in a foreign country. 
you know, we're so fortunate to have free speech in the United States. We don't have to worry about being locked up for whatever books or whatever we say, right? And did you notice in here, I underlined it, I stressed it. Imprisoning and silencing political opponents. How did they get there? How did they get to the silencing and imprisoning of political opponents? How did that happen? I'll tell you how it happens. I'll tell you what comes to a free society to make that possible. You start demonizing your political opposition. You go on as a politician and you talk about how they're a threat to the country just by speaking, just by having an opposing viewpoint than yours, they are a threat to the country. And they must be dealt with as a threat to the country, so we must silence them, we must arrest them, we must imprison them, we must take away their means of putting food on the table. We must do that because they're a threat to the country. That's how it begins. And then the state-controlled and the state-sympathetic media jumps on board, and they start talking about how, well, these people are seditious. They show up at rallies and they hold signs that say, get rid of the monarchy. Or they go to the Capitol and they go crazy on the Capitol for a big selfie inside the Capitol. And that's worse than 9-11. That's what Democrats were saying over the weekend. January 6th was worse than 9-11. Bottom line is, you get to the point where you're arresting people for holding up signs or uh, for, for writing books. You get to that point by demonizing them first. You tell the entire world and the country, you tell them just how awful the political opposition is. Just because they oppose you, just because they have a different view than yours, they are a threat to the entire nation, and they must be dealt with as a threat to the nation, which means they must be arrested, imprisoned, silenced, because they should not have a voice, because they're a threat to the nation, because they oppose the people in power. Merely by their words or by their writings or by their vote or by their position on social media and on and on it goes. Whatever, however form it takes, we cannot have political opposition to the people in power. They cannot have a voice because why? Because they're a threat to the nation. That's how it begins. And it takes a natural progression, and you teach people that over a sh few short years. It doesn't take long to teach people that the opposition to the people in power are a threat to the country. And when you teach enough of those people that, then they support the arrest of those people. Hitler did it in the 1930s. Mao did it when he killed 5 million of them. They were a threat to China and the future of China, so we have to kill all 5 million of them. Like I said, Hitler killed six million. It starts by demonizing your opposition. It starts by saying they're a threat to the country. It evolves to arresting them just for holding up a sign or for writing a book. And the ultimate end is you have to get rid of them altogether. <laughs> you see the track we're on? I try to point it out every day so you understand how important the hunt for Red November truly is. Everything hangs in the balance on this election coming up. All right, quick break. Come back. We'll talk about 
Bob Chapek. Does that name ring a bell at all? It will when I get back here on KTSA. I want to tell about our friends over at Church Funeral Home. It was just at a wonderful memorial service for a friend yesterday. And uh, during the memorial service, uh, the guy who was running it said, you know, i got to just put a great word in for Church Funeral Home. I said, whoa, wait a minute. What's going on here? He said, man, these people were fantastic. I called them. They, they went and got my father-in-law. They took him and did, you know, all the services and everything to take care of him and everything. I was across the country in New Jersey at the time. It was a wonderful testimonial for our friends over at Church Funeral Home. Everybody that I've ever recommended Church Funeral Home to, they've all come back to me and thanked me for recommending Church Funeral Home. Uh, they're truly wonderful people there that will take care of your family at your greatest time of need. Whatever the services you need from Church Funeral Home, they're going to be here to provide excellence in all of those services. That's Church Funeral Home at 210-658-9224. AccuWeather forecast going mostly sunny and low humidity today and tomorrow with highs in the mid-90s. And right now it's 71 at KTSA. Stay connected. All right, knock it off, Bob Chapek. He's the Disney CEO. He made comments over the weekend, and no apologies for his campaign against Republican education reforms over in Florida, supporting school-based discussions about sex with young children, uh, Bob Chapek is. Uh, and he apologized to his Disney staff for not fighting harder against the Florida legislation, said I should have fought harder uh, against the legislation that prevents a discussion in school, third grade or younger, about sex with children. This is the head of Disney. You're whacked, okay? Disney, get back on track. You're too good of an organization. You're too beautiful of a, of a place. Get back on track. Get rid of these idiots who want to push sex discussion in schools on our little bitty kids, you know, <laughs> kindergarten through third grade. How ridiculous, JPEG. Go find another job. Work. You know what? If you want to be a leftist activist, there's lots of jobs out there. You can go be a leftist activist. But leave our children alone, especially Disney. My God. So people uh, over the weekend were saying to me, why did you go see Pitbull? Oh, my God, how awful, you know? And somebody, somebody said that to you? Oh, yeah, on my wow. Facebook when I put up the picture of my oh, that's too bad. of my beautiful wife. Yeah. And I was just there. I was just in the picture, you know? Right. Everybody was liking it because of her. So, yeah, they were like, hey, you guys saw Pitbull? I can't believe you go see Pitbull. Wait, let me tell you something. Pitbull had a couple of messages. He had a lot of messages during that concert. But he had a couple of messages that would ring really, really true with our audience. First of all, what an entertainer. What a great show. I danced for three hours standing up. My ankles are still hurting. <laughs> I'm still sore. <laughs> I did, man. I really did. I was in cowboy boots, too. Um, but he, he had a, a pro, and it's on my Facebook page if anybody wants to see it. He had a pro-USA message. Which was so refreshing to hear because some of these concerts and some of these entertainers we we talk about it all the time here on this show and where in Rima how you know the all the the entertainers and everybody and actors and actresses they hate this country and they get up and they have these concerts and they oh, terrible country you know Springsteen I'm like why are you even here boy why don't you leave if you don't like America and he, every concert he gives he just hates this country go somewhere else man there's lots of other countries you can live in you got lots of money you can move anywhere you want to. Could make his own country. Yeah, 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 exactly right. He can get himself an island. There's one available down there. Epstein's right. foundation's selling it. But, uh, you know, uh, that's not Pitbull. Pitbull said, let me tell you something, man. If you lose this country and if you lose the freedom of this country, you will not be able to come to a place like this. And AT&T Center was full. You know, you were hip to hip in there. He said, you won't be able to come to a place like this and listen to somebody like me. 
He said, I wouldn't have had the opportunity that I had to come do this. He's from Cuba. Uh, in any other uh, country on the planet. He said, this is it right here. The United States of America gave me this opportunity, gave me this chance to be here with you. And he brought out another rapper who was all about USA, and they put up USA big on the stage. It's all on my Facebook page. You want to see it. And did an entire song about pro-USA, and then they saluted each other at the end, gave each other a high five. Man, I want, you know, I just, I, I was bleeding red, white, and blue, man. You know, it just made my heart so proud. Well, that's something you weren't expecting from the show. No, I was not at all. All because, like I said, most of these shows you go to, you got to listen to forty-five minutes of how much the USA sucks. Mm -hmm. Not this guy. And the other thing he talked about, we we talk about the dangers of social media all the time, and kids being wrapped up in social media. And he said, "Let me tell you something, man. It's not about likes and follows. That's not what life is about. Life is about eyeball to eyeball, nose to nose, having a real relationship with somebody." He said, "Those relationships you're having online, that's not a real relationship." He said, I'm not on social media, and I will not be on social media because I believe on one-on-one, eye-to-eye contact with people. It's not about likes. It's not about follows. You can just blow that off. He said, I'm paraphrasing. I have to paraphrase. I have to paraphrase. <laughs> he drop a couple of F-bombs. Well, and, some yeah. of the words would not make it on the radio, yeah. But he said, it's not. that's not real life, man. So get off that stuff and go out there and get involved in real life and forge some real relationships with people. Man, that also made me really happy because that's a message some of those people in there, some of those kids in there needed to hear Mm -hmm. because they're so separated. They're so isolated because they don't have real relationships because they're all doing it all online. Get off of uh, social media and get out there and have real relationships with people because when you – the time is going to come – you're going to need, and this is not Pitbull, this is Trey Ware. The time is going to come when you're going to need those people, whether it is to build a room for a mother who's coming to live and you need your newsman to come help with that, hauling lumber around, or whether you're burying your father-in-law like a memorial that I went to yesterday. Time is going to come when you're going to need actual people, you know, real yeah. live human beings, yeah. and not some relationship that you have on the on the Internet. So anyway, it's a good hey, show. It, you know, the old adage is no man is an island. That's it. You know, and we all need people around us to just kind of help us get mm-hmm. through. It's a long life. And, yeah. you know, the people who you choose to have around you just make it much more interesting. Right. So, yeah. And no. believe me, I've been doing this for a long time. Some colorful son of a guns in this. <laughs> <laughs> That I've met in the last 40 years. Boy, so. tell me. <laughs> I got 10 on you, and yeah. I knew them all when I was oh, 10. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I yeah. met them all when I was a kid. You're going to do what now? <laughs> and these are the men who raised us. That's <laughs> right. They did. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back more on the other side of the news. I want to tell you about Dr. Dallas Broadway and all the great doctors, physicians at Broadway Vascular, a world-renowned authority in minimally invasive outpatient vascular procedures. If you or somebody you know suffers from poor circulation, listen up. My friend, Dr. Broadway, and the doctors at Broadway Vascular can help. Now, many times people that have poor circulation get foot ulcers and even worse. Sometimes, like when you're a diabetic, sometimes a doctor might talk to you about uh, amputation. Well, Dr. Dallas Broadway and the doctors there are saving limbs every day. A lot of people, because they have poor circulation, they try you know, sleeping, standing up even to get some relief from that. Well, now, Dr. Broadway at Dallas uh, Dallas Broadway and Broadway uh, Vascular, they can talk with you about how to save limbs and focused on keeping you out of the hospital and getting well. 
And hemorrhoids are also very common, nothing to be embarrassed about. Dr. Broadway and the physicians provide painless diagnosis and comfortable, minimally invasive treatments as well. 100% covered by insurance. Most outpatient procedures are performed in about an hour. Get a consultation from Broadway Vascular and the doctors there, 210-465-7015. You all right over there? I heard you hollering BS. You okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> These walls are paper thin, man. <laughs> and you got the voice, you yeah, know what I mean? Well, you know, sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good, man. Yeah. How about Don Henley? Love it. Get over it! Right here. You know what? I think uh, we need to institute that on Monday mornings we're going to play this. Right? We have, we have Funky Friday and get yeah. over get over it Monday. Exactly right. Yeah, you got a week ahead of you, baby. This is a this is four fresh downs. That's how you need to look at this week. Right. You got four ahead of you, man. You can go score. And I I encourage you to do that. Just get over it. Get over all the nonsense and the BS that's out there. Get over all that and go score. You got right down there. All you got to do is put the ball across that line right over there. Right. Don't hire Dak Prescott to do it because <laughs> yeah. he can't find yeah. his butt with both hands. Man. And one of them's injured. Yeah. Um, this is a little embarrassing. Prescott is the type of guy, and I, I really thought he was going to be better than what he turned out to be. I mean, right. when he's healthy, he can play, right? Yeah, absolutely. But he can't stay healthy. I mean, you look at him wrong, and he breaks something. <laughs> it's like, her, ah, uh, uh. You know, perhaps it's something in the water at the stadium. It could there. be. The weakening of, the bones. The last couple of quarterbacks have had the same problem. Well, there you go. So there's the problem. They're weakening the bones, something yeah. they're doing up there. Right. But he actually threw a pass last night. None of his passes connected, by the way. He was he was really hitting a lot of green with his passes. That was yeah. good. But um, he threw the ball, and he hit the, the – um, this is just really embarrassing. He hit the hand of one of the other players, and he broke his thumb. Now, of course, those hands on those players are, yeah, you know. Is it like a lineman or something? Or? Yeah, defensive yeah, lineman. Well, see, there you go. Yeah. Monster. <laughs> he hit the hand of a monster right. and broke his broke his thumb. So he's out, and it looks like it's going to be the whole year. I mean, it's, uh, according yeah. to Jerry Jones, Jerry's telling like, this is the deal, man. He's not coming back the rest of the year. He's going to have to have surgery. It's broken up here at this knuckle and all that. And now they got Cooper Rush. And by the way, at the end of camp, if you followed camp at all, they didn't have a quarterback at a backup quarterback at all because mm-hmm. they put all the all the backups were on waivers and they were trying to get rid of all the, the backups. They were trying to get some money. And that's not a good idea when Dak Prescott's your quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you got some tough dude in there like, oh, you know, Tom Brady that, you know, lasts for a hundred years in the league. <laughs> or that Josh Allen guy you oh can't break God. with a steel pipe, man. Yeah, you can't break that's him. That's the guy you want right there. Which, He's a little busy on Sundays at the just, moment. Just a tad. Yeah. So, anyway, Cowboys are going to have another Cowboys year. All right. And I'm a number one Cowboy fan. I, you know, I bleed yeah. that color. But right. I had no interest. Go, go ahead, Jimmy. I had no interest in saying anything or watching anything about the Dallas Cowboys. Last night. I went to sleep. I went to sleep, too. Yep. And woke up, saw the headline on ESPN. Yep. And 
just said, well, but, that was that was a fun year. But that's <laughs> how it goes every year with the Dallas Cowboys. And just has been since Troy Aikman left. Something always happens. That we always put our faith, trust, love, hope in, in the Dallas Cowboys, and every year they let us down. And I'm not doing it anymore. I just gave up trying to, you know, if they have a good year, if they have a good game, good. That's just a bonus. Yeah. I was, was going to go to a game this year. Yep. Now I'm not. <laughs> no, no way. I'm Why? Because it's if, too much money. Yeah, but what if they start winning? What if they put together a decent streak of wins? What's gonna you gonna go? Well, they might. I mean, yeah, last year possible. they were eleven and five, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and what if and what if you eat a carne guisada taco? It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> he got you on that yeah, one. He did. He got yeah, you. All right. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know the just it could take just one or two players to turn a program around. And speaking of, you know, teams that are turned around your team lost to the miami dolphins yesterday right. and one player turned yeah. that place around tyreek hill mm-hmm. right. turned miami around a couple of big catches all it takes <sighs> incredible performance yeah. by him yesterday right. over in miami so yeah. yeah my quarterback went to the hospital too did he really yeah mac jones back problem he had hurt his back and one of those uh he was sacked a couple one of them was pretty serious seriously we're talking about the patriots yeah you're, you're a patriot guy right and uh the, you know he got up and finished the game but after the game they went in and Complained about some back. Had to go to the hospital. Yeah, and then he had to go to the hospital. And you know, we talked earlier, too, and then we're done with football, but we talked earlier about Aaron Rodgers and all the, the, I guess, this strange peyote thing he's been doing where he's been, I don't know, same thing Ron Whitewin did. He's been tripping the light fantastic over there. Yeah, it's kind of like a really heavy-duty LSD trip, right? The, The ayahuasca. The ayahuasca. And he was telling... Uh, Joe Rogan all about ayahuasca, and he's grown his hair really long, and he's wearing a man bun now, which is uh, just, you know, don't if you're going to grow your hair long, don't put it in a man bun. All it's right? like the NFL version of Matthew McConaughey. Uh, well, pretty much, and especially if you're playing the NFL. You know, it just kind of a man bun disqualifies you from being in the NFL. You think? Yeah, oh, totally. Okay. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but yesterday he looked like he was on ayahuasca. I mean, he really was like, yeah, hey, I mean, man, he was <laughs> wagged out. Minnesota killed him. And Justin Jefferson is the real deal. He's oh. a receiver for them. He's the real deal, man. One player making a big difference, right? Another LSU receiver, right? I think oh, he yeah. went there. Yeah, he did. And they they were just really good. Minnesota was, but Aaron Rodgers was really bad. He's yeah. he's on he's on ayahuasca. I think. <laughs> you keep that up. He'll be on hiatus. <laughs> That's that exactly up, right. All right, Pecos Fence Company. They're the best in Texas when it comes to building and maintaining fences for you. Whatever the property is, whether it's your home or business, they can do it all at Pecos Fence Company. Whether you're looking for wood or whether you're looking for steel or whether you're looking for whatever, whatever the material is that you're looking for your fence to be, Pecos can build that fence perfectly for you or repair your existing fence. If you've got problems with it and you need a repair job done, Pecos has great guys to be able to do that for you. Now, if you don't want to pay the labor expense they're good with that you know because they'll sell you the materials and you can do the job yourself and most of you can do the job yourself it's not that difficult to get out there it's just a time thing right so if you have the time to get out there and swing hammers then this is a good thing for you to do pecos fence company will help you and they'll sell you all the materials at a lower price than even the big box stores they don't have all those add-ons they don't have a huge overhead they're not paying all that insurance to all those people across the country so they can keep their prices low, pass those savings on to you. That's Pecos Fence Company, 210-655-5656. Oh, yeah. All right, 651 now at KTSA. It's Monday. Wearing Rhymer coming up, and I'll 
give you a little preview of some of the uh, topics that we'll be talking about on Wearing Rhymer this morning here in a couple of seconds. But yesterday, of course, was, was 9-11. And it also coincided with the first real weekend of uh, pro football in America, as we were talking about a little while ago. And the New York Jets brought in a New York police officer. Well, they brought in several of the New York police officers, uh, NYPD and the fire department. And one of their officers got up to sing the national anthem. I think her name was uh, Brianna Fernandez. I'm pulling that out of memory. I believe that's her name. And she began. But then she asked the crowd to join her. So this is how the national anthem was done before the game on 9-11 in New York. Nothing like hearing 80,000 voices in unison singing our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, at a football game like that. Very awesome moment. Uh, very proud and very uh, very timely, of course, being 9-11. And there wasn't a dry eye in the place. Um, while that was going on, the Democrats, the unruly and evil Democrats, took to the airwaves yesterday on CBS News, Face the Nation, and on the uh, Meet the Depressed show with Chuck Todd, to talk about January 6th. Their entire mission yesterday was not to talk about 9-11 and remember 9-11 and remember the lives lost on 9-11 as we were attacked by terrorists. No, 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 no. Mark Warner and the other Democrats had a mission. Chuck Todd had a mission. And that mission was to go on and talk about how January 6th was worse than 9-11. January 6th was worse than 9-11. In fact, Mark Warner saying, quote, the stunning thing to me is here we are 20 years later and the attack on the symbol of our democracy, not coming from terrorists, but it's coming literally from insurgents attacking the Capitol on January 6th. Folks, this is 9-11. He's making these statements. 9-11. Meet the depressed host, Chuck Todd, opening his program, saying, quote, today is September 11th. It was 21 years ago we were attacked by foreign terrorists, not quite 20 years after 9-11, the Capitol came under attack from domestic terrorists. That's how Chuck Todd started his show on 
Now, I could go on and I could talk about the other lefties on CNN saying that, you know, September 11th was a terrorist attack. January 6th was a terrorist attack and far worse. I can tell you, I can go on and on. I can name and go through the Democrats who were saying that, you know, January 6th was worse than 9-11. Now, I know when you listen to me, particularly on 5 to 7, you hear me talk about how the Democrats have had a break with reality. They really are psychotic. They really are. I think they're certifiable. I think some of them ought to be committed to institutions. But but I hold those moments like that up as evidence to you to prove my point, that they've had a break with reality. When they're saying that January 6th, where guys, yeah, yeah, no, they violated the law, and yep, they broke into the Capitol, and that was wrong, but they went in and took selfies. That's what they did. They went in and took selfies. When you're saying that equates to terrorists getting in airplanes and flying airplanes into buildings and killing American citizens, 3,000, in just a few hours' time, that what happened on January 6th is worse than, and that was another terrorist attack from within, you're sick. You're sick in the head. Loco in the cabeza. You really are. You've lost touch with reality. And, you know... (laughs) I'm not a doctor. I don't diagnose as a doctor because I ain't one. But, man, you ought to be locked up is where you ought to be because you're psychotic. If you really believe that, if you really believe that January 6th was worse than 9-11, otherwise you're just lying to people, you're trying to stir people up, and that's just as bad. Whatever your motivation is, whether you've had a break with reality or whether you're just lying, you're evil. Caller Steve said on Friday, the Democrats have just gone evil. And you know what? He's right. The Democrats have gone full-on evil in America. Back in a minute with Warren Rima, KTSA. The-